weather is the international best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, or the co-founder of Match.com, or the host of the MSNBC show, Your Business, they all have one thing in common. They are some of the many guests that want you to reach the finish line. Your host is Callan Diggs. Welcome. Hello, listeners. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know about my new Goodreads book giveaway. I recently published a book called Reaching the Finish Line, How to Thrive in the Generation Y Era, and I'm giving away 100 free copies, and I want you to be among the first to have it. If you want to check it out, go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash podcast, and on the episode page 117 is where you can find a link. Or you can simply go to Google and type in gurries.com reaching the finish line giveaway. Currently, you have a 100% chance of getting a free copy if you enter now. So enter now and allow this book to help you reach the finish line. And welcome. Today I am delighted to have Ira Pastor. Ira is the Chief Executive Officer of BioQuark. BioQuark is a life science company uh, developing proprietary combinatorial biologics for the generation and repair of human organs and tissues. He has over 30 years of experience across multiple sectors of the pharmaceutical industry, including pharmaceutical commercialization, biotech drug development, uh, managed care, distribution, uh, OTC, and more. Uh, he also served as a vice president of business development for Phyotex Medics, uh, which uh, was able to raise $40 million of private equity, uh, and as well as uh, over $50 million of licensing deals. And um, he has an MBA in Temple University, as well as a BS in pharmacy at Rutgers University. Uh, one thing that really interested me about ERA was I checked, you know, there was an article I saw that said is death reversible. And a lot of people, you know, they want to reach the finish line, but they have health problems and they think, oh, you know, I'm going to die in a few years anyway, or I have this incurable disease. What's the point? So I'm very happy to have him with us. Ira, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. This is, this is a great pleasure. Great. Let's go back in time, Ira. You know, this industry that you're involved into is so fascinating because people want to live longer, people want to live healthier. But how did you develop this interest? You know, was was, was your parents like doctors? Was was they involved in the in the medical industry? Where did it start? Yeah, I mean, it's it started when I was pretty much born. So uh, my father was a pharmacist. Uh, my mother was a businesswoman, and together uh, they built a, a rather successful uh, chain of community pharmacies here in the Philadelphia area back in the nineteen sixties. And so, you know, from a very young age, uh, I was always sort of around healthcare, around medicine. Um, and, you know, it sort of was preordained that I followed my father's footsteps and went into the uh, pharmacy business and, you know, got a degree as a pharmacist originally. But, you know, I, 
I, I joke in the sense that while, you know, I then spent 30 years in various parts of the industry and, you know, that really educated me towards sort of everything that was going on in this space. At the same time, at, at heart, I'm just a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an adult kid that always loved comic books, that always loved science fiction and, and, you know, always wondered, you know, why couldn't we as humans sort of go past sort of, you know, this frail 75 some odd years that we get on average on this planet and, you know, look beyond at all sort of the superpowers that exist in nature all around us. Uh, And whether that is, you know, the complex forms of regeneration that we see in species like amphibians or some of the other species that are, you know, cancer resistant and resilient and, you know, just don't die of cancer like we do, or whether it's all the fascinating species that just live for multiple hundreds of years uh, in a young state. Uh, I've always wondered, you know, why not us? <laughs> and so I really wanted to put together uh, the science and business side of things uh, with my sort of my childish enthusiasm for creating the future. Uh, so that's how I got here. If you look at the state of this country regarding the pharmaceutical industry, it's, quite, it's actually quite different when, you, when it's compared to other countries. You know, when a lot of Americans, you know, think of, you know, uh, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, a lot of them have some resistance because sometimes they think that, you know, oh, if I take this drug, you know, I'm going to have these side effects and then I'm going to have to take another drug. And you know, they fear that they're going to get hooked on these chain of drugs. And, and while you're, and while you're, you know, advocating and promoting that there is a way that, uh, people can live longer, you know, through through organ tissue, uh, you know, organ organ regeneration, tissue regeneration. You know, the industry has often uh, instilled a lot of fear in people that make them want to shy away from it because of all those side effects of those multiple drugs. You know, many people feel like, uh, you know, feel like it may give them a few more years, but not to what you're kind of advocating for. So, what I guess the question is, you know. What kind of still, what gave you the confidence to still go down this path, even though many Americans tend to not have the most positive image of it? Yeah, uh, so, you know, what gave me the confidence was, uh, well, it's a couple things. One, just knowing the industry, because I spent 30 years there, uh, and then understanding everything that they're doing wrong. And when, you know, obviously when I say they're doing wrong, I mean, every people stand back and say, wow, this is a trillion dollar industry. What are they really doing wrong? Well, what they're doing wrong is uh, they're developing drugs and other substances, let's say, that only affect the very, what we'll call the outputs of our diseases, right? Mm-hmm. The symptoms. And at the end of the day, the symptoms of disease are not what kills us. <laughs> it's the underlying disease. The symptoms of disease are, you know, the pain, the inflammation, the exaggerated immune response. These things are not our diseases, but the very end stage outputs of them. The pharmaceutical companies have made a lot of money there. Uh, where they have not made money or they've not had the ability to really focus is upstream. So the things that actually change in your life from the moment you're born to the point where the doctor says, hey, you have Alzheimer's, you have diabetes, you have cancer, and figuring out what changes happen there and how we can, using the tools of biologics and biotechnology, push them back. So we don't ever want to worry about the the, the 
symptoms. The symptoms can be the pharmaceutical industry thing. And so ultimately, we came to the decision, we're not going to focus on symptoms, we're not going to focus on the outputs of disease anymore, we're going to focus on the core of what it takes to push back a disease and eliminate it. So you're not taking that pill for the next 30 years, but you may be, you know, untaking therapy for a couple of weeks, and hey, you are not diabetic anymore, or you no longer have Alzheimer's, and then we've really changed a lot. And, you know, uh, people clearly say, well, you're still going to need drugs at the end of the day. I'm saying, sure, but that could be its own industry. Uh, you could have one industry that's focused on, you know, the, the painkillers and the blood pressure lowering and all that. But another industry like ours, which is only focused on reverting time and taking you from part B back to point A when you are no longer sick or degenerating or aged for that matter. It's good that you actually provide a holistic perspective because typically people think it's just kind of one-sided. It's just that, oh, the pharmaceutical industry is out to get me. You know, oh, the pharmaceutical industry just want to sell me more drugs. They just want me to get, they just want me to get hooked on a chain. And, uh, you know, definitely appreciate you sharing the other side of it because really pharmacology is really a huge uh kind of it's like it's like there's multiple branches to the tree you know it's and uh and and definitely what you're talking about and what you're in in, in, in what you're doing through biocork is very interesting and uh and this is and definitely can give a lot of people hope. You know, I, I can't tell you how many enough times people say, you know, they want to start a business, you know, they want to move, you know, they, you know, they, they want to do various things that help them reach the finish line. Whether it's a lifestyle business, whether it's starting new in a new country, you know, through a new entrepreneurial endeavor, uh, or whether it's, you know, doing a lot of things that I have uh, exemplified on my website. But they say, you, you know what, you know. You know, I want to do it, but, you know, I might just be wasting my time because they may have uh, an incurable uh, disease of some sorts. So, um, so let, let's, before we get into that, let's kind of backtrack a bit because, uh, people may be interested of uh, getting into because I know people who, who get into the pharm- pharmacology uh, path, but they'll just stop at a pharmacy tech, which is really kind of the bottom of that whole industry and you know some people you know they don't move up because maybe they don't have the money for the education or maybe they just don't have the aspirations for someone who who is not who does not come from a family like yourself uh who who is kind of you was kind of born into that whole industry you know people may say well you know i'm not smart enough you know, I I don't think I can. You know, I don't think I have the IQ. Or I don't think I'm smart enough to uh, you know do well and and uh, and flourish in such an industry. You know, what advice would you give to someone? Well, I, I would give the same advice that I give uh, my kids nowadays, and that you know, uh, you put your time in, you dedicate yourself to it, you can accomplish anything in this space. Uh, I mean, there's a a definite. Uh, clearly, uh, you're going to have to get a more advanced degree if you want to be a, uh, a pharmacologist mm-hmm. or a toxicologist or some of these more you know exotic terms that you hear about thrown around. But at the end of the day, they're all just scientists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before you're a scientist, you're going to do everything you're going to do. I, yeah, I started at the sort of the tech bench too. And mm-hmm. what did I learn? I learned to count pills. But at the end of the day, what did I? I, I started looking at the pills. I memorized what they were. I memorized how they work. And slowly but surely, uh, that made it much easier when I then I got into pharmacy school and I started studying things like pharmacology and toxicology to know what all this language is about. And at that stage, 
you know, you're free to do as go as far as you want because whether it's a master's, whether it's a PhD, there's really a core set of what it's all about. It's these, it's basically this uh, biochemistry, uh, these things that either affect us in a positive way or hurt us, <laughs> and everything falls in that basket. So I say, you know, uh, if you have the aptitude and you really want to be there, go for it because there's really nothing holds you back. I mean, it's not. Uh, uh, I say it's not brain surgery. Well, <laughs> in certain parts it could be brain surgery. <laughs> But you're not going to go there right away, right? right? You're going to go up a ladder, and there's clearly a delineated path to get there. So I say to everyone that's excited and interested in this space, go. I'm tr- go for it. Absolutely. Do you want to reach the finish line? Of course you do. But one objection you may have is, I don't have the time. One thing I've always suggested is outsourcing. And thankfully, now you can do so in the budget. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for services starting at $5. The wide range of services include... Logo design, photography, copywriting, voiceovers, video editing, and much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and click on the link on the episode page. And let Fiverr be the resource to help you reach the finish line. And it's interesting how you kind of create your own path because not only do you have a BS in pharmacy, but you have an MBA as well. So it kind of combines the science and the business of it together, which... Uh, which which uh, it has uh, kind of shown in, their, in, in your results. You know, as a vice president of Phytomedics, uh, you was able to raise uh, $40 million in private equity. Now, many people, they have challenges. You know, people, they want to reach the finish line in their little entrepreneurial endeavor. And one thing they struggle with is raising capital. Let's talk about that a bit. You know, you know, you know maybe, you know, what was the strategy to allow you to be able to raise so much money in private equity? Um, the strategy, and, and I, you know, I joke a little bit about this when I talk to sort of people about it, um, have a very strong exterior. You know, do, in other words, do not fear rejection because the, the process of raising money is a numbers game. Uh, it's not about, you know, everyone dreams of sort of this billionaire that will materialize out of thin air that will knock on your door and voila. No, uh, you have to put in the time. And you're going to get rejected, and especially in our industry, because our industry, in many ways, you know, is an industry of a failure. It, 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 the, the success rate in creating a new drug is so high that many people that you meet on the so-called other side of the table have failed. Mm-hmm. So they're angry when <laughs> they're angry when you start out and you tell them, okay, you're going to cure cancer or whatever. Oh wow, they've been there and they failed at it. So really, just a, a tough exterior that says, look, if I have to knock on a hundred doors, or I have to knock on a thousand and give presentations to people that are angry looking at me, uh, I'm going to do it anyway because it's all a numbers game. Um, obviously, your science has to be good and your story has to be good, but I think everyone's, you know, can create a decent business plan nowadays and write a good story. It's really about getting out there and persevering and not being after the, the first three meetings you have where they say, uh, interesting, but come back in a few years. Don't get disheartened by that. Keep going because it's all about the numbers. Yeah, it definitely helps, you know, just kind of have a relentless, uh, you know, approach to it. Uh, going into uh, BioQuark, you know, as we stated before, it's a life science company developing proprietary combinatorial biologics uh, for their regeneration and repair of human organs and tissues. Let's actually get into the heart of your business. You know, what does this actually uh, look like you know what progress have you actually been making like like are are, are, are is any uh any interesting discoveries 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, glad to talk about that. So ultimately, at the end of the day, we want to give you, uh, everyone listening, uh, the ability to regenerate and repair yourself uh, like a, a salamander. Okay, Everyone's pretty much familiar with the fact you could chop a salamander's spinal cord in half and paralyze it, and two weeks later it has a new sa- spinal cord and it's walking around. Uh, we as humans would be in a, a wheelchair the rest of our lives. Uh, the same thing goes for their limbs, their eyeballs, their hearts, and even large parts of their brains so we want to give you the ability not just to deal with the symptoms of you know alzheimer's when you get it but to repair your brain to regenerate the cells that are degenerating to reverse the disease state itself so this has been our focus in our research and basically for the first couple of years we were very focused on saying okay how in the lab do we take this ability of a salamander and translate it to a rabbit or a guinea pig or a rat or a cat which don't have those regenerative capabilities. So that's what we spent a lot of time doing then, uh, looking at models in the lab, looking at brain injury, looking at cancer models, looking at a bit of skincare models too, because regeneration is a, a key part of our skin and keeping it younger and unwrinkled. So we spent a lot of time the first several years in the lab sort of chugging away and saying, how can we translate this over to where it stops, which are mammals and humans. Now what we're doing is in the process of creating all our dossiers to get ready to go into humans on various fronts. So uh, our United States program is a a very traditional development program, and we're still a couple years out here, although we have been doing a lot of work on the skincare front, and we are developing a non-prescription line of products for skin wrinkling, uh, hair loss, things of this nature. And at the same time, we've begun to get into a little human research in the area of spinal cord injury uh, with partners overseas. So, you know, it's been a few years. I mean, we were, we're almost, you know, eight years old or so since we uh, sort of transitioned technology out of the lab into our standalone company. But we've, we've gone at a decent pace and really starting at something at the bench where nothing existed and working to the point where, you know, we have a, a, a drug substance or a, a biologic substance and we're going down the route of a traditional development plan to how we ultimately get this into the market to affect millions of patients you know, five, five years from now. So I guess the next question that uh, – because, you know, when – let's say when you get to uh, these human trials and you start having success, of course, this is going to bring a lot of joy to a lot of people, but – you know, many people may say, "Oh well, it's only going to be it's going to be too expensive, and it's probably going to be for rich people who can afford it." You know, you know, it's is. Do you think the marketplace is going to make these type of regenerative uh, therapeutic services, uh, surgeries? Do you think the marketplace is going to make this affordable for the average person? You know, because typically those type of you know, from the way it sounds, it does sound like it may be expensive. And unfortunately for the average person, they may not be able to afford it. So do you think the marketplace is going to cater to that? Absolutely, and I'll tell you why. And and before we even started this company, uh, we came in with one attitude. We weren't going to develop, and and this came from sort of my own experience uh, seeing some of these products, but we, we were not going to develop anything that was beyond the reach of your average person. So nothing we do, just as about, we are, do, we are basically using 21st century thinking, but we are using 20th century biologic tools. So everything we are doing to produce our drug products is based on technology that's been around for 60, 70 years. We are not doing any genetic engineering. We're not doing any tissue engineering. We're not doing any of these really exotic things you hear about in the literature nowadays for like a million dollars a shot. 
So if you can, through a traditional healthcare system nowadays, get a vaccine or insulin or any other biologic product out there, you can afford what we're producing. And we intentionally went this direction because we realized that regeneration and repair of human tissues affects all 7 billion of us. Mm -hmm. And so it made no sense to say, all right, you know, let's develop something that 10 of the richest people in the world could pay for uh, and then worry about, you know, the rest of the world later. Mm -hmm. uh, so no, we will be available to all comers that in, in an existing, let's say, healthcare system. And we, because of the very nature of what we do, we are, as the term in our industry is, pharmacoeconomically more beneficial than uh, you know the other options like you know in our kidney regeneration program as an example we will be less expensive than either kidney transplants or dialysis and that will help a 60 billion dollar market not only treat millions of patients but also lower the cost of that that 60 billion dollars so we're excited that we're not only going to affect not only affect human lives uh, but at the same time, reduce healthcare expenditures because we are more cost-effective than the uh, the other options is is a, is a great win for all for everybody. So we're excited about you know where we sit in this picture. Great. What do you think about uh, you know you talked about a lot of um, you, you use a salamander as an example as far as uh, organ uh, regeneration. Uh, what do you think about sensitive organs like eyes or ears or uh, even genitals? Uh, do you th uh, have you seen any science where there's hope for that? I mean, especially you look at eyes and ears. Like uh, there, there's lots of eye diseases, unfortunately. That's uh, they, they, you know, modern science says is incurable. You know, and uh, have you seen any type of science, uh, you know, whether animals or just any discoveries you've seen that kind of inspires some hope with people who have those type of incurable diseases? Yeah, absolutely. And the eye is a great example. Uh, and there's been other activity more on the stem cell front with regard to degeneration in the eye. But, it, yeah, this is an area that and, and not to get um, you know, uh, you know too, too much into the, re the research, but it's been known that. You know, for decades now, you could pluck out you can pluck out the eyeball of a of a salamander or a newt, and it grows back in its entirety. So the fact that nature has created this proxy that shows, hey, if there is no eyeball there, a new eyeball can form and see. Uh, it shows us we have a lot of, we have a lot of potential. So we're not very focused today on the eye, just because we have you know, our efforts in, in the kidney and the spinal cord and cancer, but uh, it is clearly, it is a winnable target, not only because it is uh, easy to access in terms of how you can address the eye, because you know, the, the eye is right there and you can treat it, but because of its uh, nature and that it uh, is not only a an organ that takes in information, but also is connected to the central nervous system, uh, there is a lot of possibilities for vision, uh, retrieval of vision, but also the entire sort of degeneration cascade that happens in things like cataracts and macular degeneration, which affects, you know, tens of millions of Americans alone when they get older. For sure. Uh, I, I went on your website, and anyone else who goes on your website, uh, biocork.com, I noticed that you know, you're not selling anything, like no healthcare supplements or so. It kind of brings to the question is, you know, you know, how is BioQuark making money? 
Yeah, I mean, we're we're funded the uh, like a traditional biotech shop on one hand, and you know we have uh, accredited private investors uh, that are funding the company to date. Uh, at the same time, we do have uh, some skincare. Uh, and non-prescription type opportunities that are coming online with some partners, and they're not probably as visible as they should be on our website, uh, but there are some other groups that are beginning to uh, get our feet wet in the uh, consumer package good realm. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the uh, you know, the biotech business is, is definitely capital intensive, and uh, I spend as much time out there uh, uh, doing research and talking to clinics and hospitals as I do uh, also talking to investors. So it's it's one of the many hats I, I wear, but I'm I'm quite comfortable and familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, as, as I as I can see, you know, definitely it's very important uh, to uh, not be afraid to raise capital because obviously, no, no. if it wasn't for those investors, you know, this would probably be much harder for you to sustain. Uh, you have to uh, probably look for something else to do, and then try yeah. to run this on the side. So yeah, it just it just highlights the importance of raising capital so you can be able to pursue something like this full time and. And uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I've looked at your picture, and you, it, you look. You know, I don't know how old you. Are. How old you are? How old are you, Ira? Uh, I just turned forty nine. Wow, and you do not look forty nine at all. So uh, Thank you. the question is, <laughs> the question is, you know, uh, you know, typically, usually, people is they have the skincare products that. You know, makes them look younger. Or some people they have diets. Like for example, you know, I uh, I'm definitely a big fan of the uh, follower of the paleo diet, and mm-hmm. I have seen now. Now I want to say that you know I I am not. I mean, I'm I'm no I'm no doctor, but I am not the person that you know, will will say that you know there is a one fits one one size fits all diet. But for me, uh, the paleo diet has worked well, especially for my skin. You know, it it, it doesn't make it it doesn't remove every blemish, or, or or but at the same time, it is a significant difference. What has worked for you? You know, like like do you have a specific exercise regimen, uh, a diet? You know? yeah, I mean, the I do a couple things. So number one, just in general, and and this is you know sort of a, a free type of. <laughs> thing that anyone can do sort of several years ago i accepted the fact you know i'm human and um even though you know i have the genes we all have the genes of everything that sort of came before us uh we're human uh we're not you know you and i are not you know mountain lions we don't need lots of sugar in our blood to run after uh, a gazelle or something, right? Yeah. So the common sense things that everyone, you know, I think should know in 2018, we don't need to drink five cans of Coca-Cola. We don't need to eat Twinkies. There's a lot of, like, the basic stuff, right? So I, I... the sugar is a major one, and I think I uh, about ten years ago my my triglyceride levels were off the roof, uh, and I realized at the time, yeah, I'm doing something very wrong with regard to this. So I should try to cut out most sugar, although I have to have it in my coffee. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, in my time I spent in the phytochemical business, so the area of botanicals, I developed a big appreciation for natural products, specifically the ones that we have in our spice cabinet. So I'm not really, I'm not recommending, you know, you go off to India and find something growing at the top of some mountain, but the basic ones that are in the press a lot, in the literature, things like cinnamon, things like uh, turmeric, celery seed for my blood pressure, there's just a lot of good common things that we have sitting around our houses 
we use in our diet in a little higher quantities, uh, I find uh, just make me feel a lot better than, you know, taking uh, the traditional drugs, say. And then just, you know, one thing that works really well for me, I, I too, I'm not, I don't do hardcore paleo, but I definitely, the carbs affect me. I mean, I eat lots of carbs. I do not feel good. So I definitely try to go in that direction. Little and then just the, last, the last thing, um, I like getting out in nature. Um, I'm, a, I'm a city boy at heart. I grew up in the city. I still live here in downtown Philadelphia. But I do realize that I am part, we are all part of an ecosystem, uh, a biosphere. Uh, and so whether it is the beach or the mountains or the forest, um, I have to get out of this concrete jungle uh, once in a while to sort of reconnect <laughs> to what, you know, the last three plus billion years of nature has shown that, you know, nature is good. But it's alive, and we should probably uh, immerse ourselves more in it than we do. I, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, for someone like yourself who has had a lot of success in your industry, from raising forty million dollars uh, in private equity, from uh, getting over fifty million dollars in licensing deals, you know, uh, you know, obviously you have had a lot of success in that regard. You know, I watch I watch shows like Shark Tank. People, uh, you know, some examples is they'll have these these uh, health supplement or health care or skin care products. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, the sharks do not see that vision. And usually most of the time the sharks are right. There are some there are some exceptions in where they was wrong and then they should have invested in it. But uh, many people, you know, they want to go in that direction, whether it's a health, whether it's a health supplement, whether it's a skincare product, but at the same time, they just don't know exactly how. You know, uh, perhaps, perhaps they have not gone to college uh, to study pharmacy, so maybe they may not be uh, fully acquainted. You know, but they, but people, but but there's lots of people who desire to be successful in this industry. What advice, you know, as we come to a close, what advice could you give someone? Who desires to have a product, uh, a successful product in such industry? Um, I, I think one of the things that's been kind of obvious, uh, at least from my experience in it, if you talk about something like you know OTC wellness products, uh, things of this nature, it's clearly striking a, a proper balance between science and. Uh, the patient or the, the, the customer experience. Uh, a lot of people think too much on the science side that, you know, you just need this hardcore science cell and that, you know, you have all these PhDs and these Nobel Prize winners on a product and that does everything. And it's not the case. Uh, what you find out is people really, they appreciate that, but at the same time, they appreciate you giving them a sort of a quality, cost-effective product that does something good and does something fast. They, we're in this, you know, this environment nowadays where everyone wants something immediate, immediate gratification. Um, and so you have to balance those things. You know, you can't promise things that, uh, you know, you use this for the next 12 months and, and you'll look a little younger. Um, you have to have much more of a 21st century sort of um, immediate gratification message combined with good science. And it doesn't have to be your science. You don't have to be a, a PhD or anything. There's a lot of good people out there that you can... Uh, connect with his consultants and so forth that allow you to craft the scientific message while you're doing your uh, your more traditional sort of uh, marketing. Uh, so I think those are sort of two sort of two key bits with regard to um, 
that particular space. But at the end of the day, as, as I said before, don't be afraid to get out there, even if you have no experience in, in this area, and, and try to create something new. As I say, the Wright brothers, you know, they, they didn't know anything about <laughs> aerodynamics. They didn't study birds. You know, they, they made bicycles, right? Yeah. They got out there and they tinkered, uh, and they came up with something new. Uh, I think that applies to everything that, that we're talking about. That is such a great example and good advice. And as we come to a close, if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to follow what you're doing uh, in BioQuark, how can they do that? Uh, just come to the website, to BioQuark.com. We uh, list everything we're about and everything we're doing. Uh, you can contact me directly through the website. It's easy, and, and we're uh, we're pretty transparent. We like to talk about what we do. We're excited about it and passionate, so uh, get in touch. Ira, thank you for being our guest. It, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs. If you haven't already, purchase the book, Reaching the Finish Line, at reachingthefinishline.com. Now is time for you to start reaching your finish line. So what are you waiting for? Start reaching.